guys, and welcome to the uh, the Sex Doll Podcast, the second episode. Uh, today, I'm gonna I'm gonna split things up into two sections. I'm gonna do a little bit of a roundup on the news and and, and my personal take, you know, the, the company's take on, on things. Uh, and also, we got a little bit of feedback, and we uh, people asked us uh, some questions and things, you know. So maybe maybe we'll develop a second sort of uh, questions and answers uh, section. So to start with, with the, um, the the first side of things and, and the news roundup. So these are these are current stories and things, and uh, we talked in, in episode one about the um, the sex bot brothel, the sex robot brothel, um, which was uh, designed to require consent um, from people. And you know it's kind of a strange concept, and, and what you kind of find with the uh, the whole sex doll brothel thing is that you know that each time a, a new one pops up in a in a new country, uh, it's it's big sort of headline news, and and often that it quite outweighs the the reality of the situation. You know, what, by considering the stories, you would think these are huge organisations, and uh, you know there's just a stream of punters lining up and you know leaving their wives, leaving their husbands in an attempt to get in there. Um, but you know you, you'll find that that pretty much isn't the case. You know, they, these are just very small organisations. So you've had an idea, and it fits in with the media narrative of a sex doll brothel and things, you know. And they're just they're just going through the same pattern. Okay, it's UK now, it's Germany now, it's Italy. You know, they're just they're, you know they're just following this system. Uh, okay, so um, we, we talked about um, the this this new one that was popping up, and and uh, it was it was by a lady who was uh, she was trying to get it funded via Indiegogo. Uh, which is a platform where people, they, they say they have an idea, uh, give me some money and I will make this a reality. Now, if it's a really good idea and if uh, people think it's got a reasonable prospect of succeeding and if they think they might get something out of it, a prototype or just, you know, a, a better product that they can later purchase, uh, a lot of people will give money to this, you know, because they want to see that come a reality. Uh, in this situation, you know, uh, it looks like that she didn't get the money she needed and only 1% of funds were raised of her target. Uh, she was hoping to attract $155,000 and she got 1% of that. Uh, so the uh, I think the way it works is that she won't then get any of the money because you have to hit your full target. Because really, if you don't hit your full target and that's what you've projected, if you get 1% of that, you're not going to make it a reality, you know. So I think that's probably the way it works. <laughs> And you'll have to excuse me. I have a little bit of a cold this morning. Um, okay, so the um, yeah, so it didn't work, and you know, I kind of thought, okay, that's the story. And and the fact is, and kind of what I alluded to before is that you know these um, these sexual brothels they really aren't as popular as uh, pe- people would would think from the stories that are coming out. Uh, we, we had our own kind of little involvement. We got credited as being the UK's first sex doll brothel, whereas in reality, we, we had a small try before you buy a scheme. We just wanted to see if that would work, you know. But, um, you know, yeah, there kind of was a lot of demand, a lot of inquiries, but how many of them were legit and, how, you know, how, how it would have worked and things, you know, is, is um, you know, quite, quite a tricky one. Uh, but the, the the very interesting thing about this article was that uh, this lady, uh, when I looked into her a bit more and I checked her out on uh, Twitter and things, because I saw in today's article it says that she's a cult leader. Uh, so I had a little bit look on her on her Twitter, which is Unicol Unicron. 
Um, I don't know if that's got something to do with unicorns or something. Uh, you know, um, a bit of a strange one. I don't see the connection unless it's a, unless it's a bit of a sex cult or something. But it looks like. <laughs> You know, she's into robot ethics or something, you know. And, and I think for all of us, this whole robot side, you know, it's a it's a whole um, new can of worms, you know. It's a whole something new that we've got to consider. Um, you know, but I thought that was interesting, you know. Um, so, yeah, she's an American cult leader. Uh, it, it just seems like maybe she had this idea and she thought, she, you know, she thought she could run something um, and it's, uh, you know, it didn't pan out for her, you know. And I think that's sometimes the things with, with cults really is, I mean, I'm not a cult expert, but for me, somebody has an idea which, you know, they don't like the way society is running, they don't like the way things are running. So they say, oh, I have this magical idea. Wouldn't it be great if everybody believed this, you know, believed the same things as me? Um, again, I'm not knocking this girl. I don't, I don't know who she is. I, I followed her on Twitter, so I'm going to see what she's up about and, you know, and see if there is any kind of real connection here, if this was just a, a, a random a random happening where the, the two things were put together. Uh I, th- I think that's that. That's the story, really. You know, there's there's nothing too much to it, other than the fact of you know, um, saying that these you know these these things and these ideas aren't really as, as popular as you, as you might think. Um, and, and on that note, um, one, one thing. So, well, moving on to the next story of the day, and then I'll come on to the point I was about to make. Um, so Germany. Uh, so it's in the sun today. You know, quality, quality tabloid. Um, um, not if you're foreign, it's well. I'm not going to knock the guys, but you know, it's it, it, it. You know, to me, that's an entertainment. It's an entertainment paper. You know, it's not somewhere where you're going to go for facts and things. And and they fill it. They fill a niche. They do the job. Um, so you have uh, Germany. So the Germany's first sex doll only brothel. Um, you only believe it's a perfect place for Randy men, um, and it also includes ladyboy versions. Okay, that's great. Um, what, so what's the actual twist on this one? Yeah, maybe it's that. Maybe it's that. You know, so there's there's ladyboy versions in there. But I mean, we had pictures of ladyboy ones and things. You know, but I, I think as I say, they seem to try and have a little bit of a twist on each new one opening up in each new company, in each new country. Sorry. Um, so, it, it, in, so in terms, as I said, so the, the media will kind of, you know, they, they'll kind of repeat the same story. So I guess really the way it works is there's a good story and it works in, in one country. So let's replay it in another country um, and let's replay it in the same country about every other country. Um, so if you're listening to this and you're thinking... You know, if you if you've been seeing the media and you think, oh, I've seen a lot of uh, a lot of these uh, brothels popping, you know, cropping up in different places in the world, uh, it sounds like a really good idea. I'm going to do it. Um, I, I would probably advise against it. I don't think it's a huge market. I don't think it's going to be a massive business. Uh, unless maybe somebody can really get it right, um, and everybody who thinks they have this idea probably think they have it right, um, but unless somebody comes at it with a lot of money, um, you know, a, a lot of a lot of planning and things, and maybe a franchise model in every city or something, you know, um, I think Lumi Dolls out there, they're doing it. You know, may, maybe you know they're probably at the forefront, and you know, maybe maybe it might work with enough with enough time and effort. Uh, but I don't think you're going to open one up in your in your city and suddenly you're going to take over the world and make a lot of money so so think twice if you get this idea and you think that's something you want to run with and the other side of things as well is the fact that um you know the, the second part of the story for the media is when that uh the one that they've built up massively and they've got a, they've sold a lot of stories about is when that one then gets shut down 
um, either by, I think we saw recently in Hong Kong, the police shut one down, uh, or in our case, the council kind of shut it down. And, uh, you know, we, we got a big fine and things. You know, we, we were offering a, a try before you buy scheme. We got we got labeled as a sex doll brothel. You know, we got a big fine. We got fined like £10,000 for that. You know, it goes crazy. Um, but that that's the downside of things as well. Um, so, it, you know, be careful if you are being pushed and manipulated into creating any particular story because the, the second part is to then, you know, publish the whole how you get shut down and how you get fined and all of that kind of thing. And they will then, you know, turn on, on you. You think they're your friends and they will turn on you and then persecute you and, you know, make you look really terrible. Uh, so j- just be careful with that. Be careful with that. Um I think the whole robot brothel thing won't really work until uh, sorry the yeah yeah that's that's the key it won't really work until we become robotic and I mean beyond just AI with a with a moving head and talking with a whole with a whole doll is robotic you know like you see on some of the movies and things and um, what's that movie AI um, and you've got Jude Law who plays uh, some I forget it what's his name again um, I forget the guy but he's fantastic and then there's a woman in there as well. Um, you know, and I think at that point, that's where it might become successful. But at that point, you don't really need the brothels. You know, you could just probably go to any hotel and you could you could hook up on an app or whatever technology we have at the time. And you would just say, right, meet me here. Or they would walk to your house. They'd get the bus to your house, you know. So the, the, whether or not a sex doll brothel will ever work is beyond me. But again, you know, take a look at Lumi dolls. And let's watch the, let's watch those guys and, and see how well they do. Um Okay, so yeah, that that's that's that one. Um, there's another story again in the CERN. Um, sex robots of the future could be hacked by sick cyber criminals looking to steal rompers. Most intimate details, as security experts as warned. Um, well, yeah, of course it could. I mean, if if we ever had a situation where the cameras had the the eyes of the dolls had cameras, which I guess they would have to if they were going to interact and they were walking and things, they've got to know what they're walking into. Um, yeah, of course, of course they can record things. But that's the same as, you know, if you're having sex or if you're masturbating in front of your computer or if you've got a phone or anything anywhere in your house and you're having sex, sex with anybody, anybody at any time can probably hack you and, and watch you doing that. Um, now, when I say anyone, I don't mean anyone. Anybody with a sufficient level of hacking skill. Um, that's probably a very small minority of the world now because security is pretty good. Uh, but, you know, the, the, yeah, I think we got used to the idea that potentially we could be being... The final story I want to talk about is... Uh, is, is, it's a nice story. It's, um, it's not quite within the sex doll industry, but there's a definite link there. And it's uh, about a couple of women who deliver baby dolls to um, uh, people with Alzheimer's and dementia to, to give them comfort. Now, it looks like this is uh, probably in America uh, at CBS News. Um, so, they're, yeah, they're going around these care homes and they're handing out the dolls uh, to two old people, um, men and women who have Alzheimer's. And, you know, they're... Uh, you know, there, there's a definite effect there, and and this is increasing. They're doing it more and more, and there, uh, these people. There's, there's a video, and if and if you watch the video, um, a lot of these people are just really super happy. They're giving uh, women the, they're giving women uh, baby dolls. You know, dolls that that look like real babies, and and these guys are having a very strong emotional reaction. 
they're, they're also giving stuffed dogs to to men. It, it looks like they're probably early on in that stage because the the dogs look more like teddies than than they do real dogs. But again, you can see the definite reaction there, and, and some of them are very joyously happy. And what what they're saying is. Um, Although the Alzheimer's often strips away a lot of a lot of a person's personality and, and, and brain function, uh, there are still some very deep rooted things inside there, which are the um, you know the things like this um, this memory of when they were parents, of how they felt when when they had babies of their own. And uh, when uh, with the guys, how they felt with um, when they owned a dog and they loved a dog and and, and both both sides there they, they can't have these things because they've got Alzheimer's so they couldn't take care of, of them and they're in a care home so again it's not practical but bringing these things in and and I think by the story perhaps they might even get to keep keep these things um, so that will give long-term benefit to, to these people you know if, if it's more than just a passing passing fad. Uh, and, and it would be very interesting to find out, and, and maybe I'll go and take a look at these guys. Um, it would be interesting to find out what the what the long term benefit was, and, and if we equate it to um, sex dolls, I think what would probably happen is some people might go on to keep them forever, um, and, and they might just become a part of their life, and, and you know they may live out the final days of their life as a, as a new mother. You know, mentally, you know they they, they might see themselves as a new mother or as a, as a dog owner. And that might become a significant part of their personality uh, and that's that's the case often with some people with sex dolls they, they move into that world and they stay in there for a long time or potentially forever some people seem to stay there for a long time and that becomes their personality um, or we get other people and it might be the same in this case whereby the um, having the baby or the dog for a period of time you know brings back a lot of memories and, and gets them through a real nice uh, get, gets them to a nice place and then maybe they move on again and they say okay I've had that baby I've had that sex doll I've had that dog for long enough I'm going to move on to a different stage of my life um, and so it would be interesting to see if there is an element of actual healing of 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 long term healing with these dolls and dogs that are giving to patients if the ones who once they then uh, let go of them and say okay I've had enough of that now if they then go on to maintain that higher level of joy and happiness or maybe maybe mental cognitive um, ability and awareness, um, you know, so if there was actual some physical long-term healing, it would be it would be interesting if that was the case because I certainly see that in the sex doll world um, where some guys, you know, maybe they're just, um, they're not ready for relationships for one reason or another. Maybe they're uh, a widow, which is a common thing I see, um, and they're not ready for another woman yet. So this is kind of a, a bridge to that, and they'll 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 have a relationship with a doll for a period, and then they will actually move on, and they'll feel safe and comfortable enough to go back into the world. I mean, you know, if you have a uh, if you have a wife, I mean, and and she dies, it, it must be horrific, and, and vice versa. You know, if you have a husband and they die, um, how can you even begin? A go on to think about moving on again and, and maybe getting a doll in that situation um is is a halfway house and you know you're not feeling the betrayal of the other partner or you're not feeling the fear that you know maybe this one will die as well because it you know it can't die and and really it, it, you know i don't think anybody is going to think you are betraying the memory of your wife in that case um you know so that you know i think you know in that case you are getting an actual physical mental change within the person and the moving on so it would be interesting to see if that was also the case with the um with with this company with the babies and with the dogs as well um okay so i think that's about a wrap up for the news 
at the moment. There's a, there are always more stories, and I'll, I'll try and pick up the more interesting ones. And you guys can give me some feedback and see if if the stories are of interest to you. If you if you like the sort of a little bit of a deeper analysis in them, or if you just want to hear the headlines and things. But you know, we post them on Twitter, so you can always have a look at those if you want. Um, our Twitter, I think, is lovedoll underscore uk. Uh, you can check our Twitter out at any time, and uh, again, give us feedback on there and tell us what you want. Okay, so that's uh, you know we'll, we'll call an end to this to the uh, the news side of things there, and and like I said, what I want to do next is uh, we had a little bit of feedback. Um, some people said um, they didn't want it to go on too long. You know, like maybe a typical hour podcast might be too long for this kind of subject. But you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll increase and we'll decrease and we'll we'll see what people want. Uh, the so the other side is uh, a little bit of feedback and in questions. So. Uh, the first thing we were asked is like, how are the dolls made? Um, well, t- typically, um, and this is sometimes what people don't understand, is that the the dolls, um, each doll, each so each doll comprises of a body and a head. And some people will ask, they'll say, why don't you? Why aren't they created in one? Uh, the answer for that is that it, it allows increased variety. So if you have one body um, and um, it's the, the head is fixed. You would need to create a fresh mold for every single uh, doll that you create. Whereas if you have a one for each body and a one for each head, you only need one mold for each body and each head. Um, and then you can have a much greater um, variety out there. So you could put one of 300 heads on one of 50 bodies, you know, and, and you can get a very large number of variations there. Uh, the, the mold itself is then... Um, the metal skeleton is kind of fixed inside and, and put in the correct place within the within the mold, and then they they inject the, um, the the TPE, the thermoplastic elastoma. So this is a very nice, soft, fairly modern kind of uh, combination of plastics and rubbers, and they're injected in there under pressure and, and with heat, and they're injected into the mold um, so that they take on the shape of the mold itself. And then, you know, they're allowed to cool down, and then the the, the mold is removed moved and the the product is uh is is taken out and and it's kind of finished by the the girls in the factories which which typically it's girls you get a lot of the men working in there but it's it's many girls on the actual shop floor uh and you know and they will just trim off the any loose plastics they will finish it off nicely they will do the makeup and, and that kind of thing and take photos um and yeah, that, that's how it's made. If you want, if you want me to go into more detail on that, or if there's certain questions on that, um, you, you know, um, just let me know because we're, we're building this, and I, you know, I'll answer further on the next one. Uh, and another one was uh, a question around sort of customer preferences and things um, and, and, and requests. So um, I don't know if this is asking me about the sort of the options that are available um, to dolls, you know, like different skin tones and things. Um, I don't think it is. And I think I want to touch on that later because we're about to do some changes and things and on, on what, what kind of options we offer. So I'll come into that uh, later um, and I'll talk about uh, preferences. So I think... Um, Maybe this is, you know, it's kind of a typical question. Does anybody uh, make strange requests and things? And, and um, yeah, I mean, we, we have had a lot of, um, of, of strange requests, which, which a request is only strange if it's one you're not making, I guess. You know, if you're making it, it's, you know, maybe you think it's strange, but it's something you want. Uh, trying to think back over the years, and this is something, so we get a, we don't get a massive amount, but we do get, we do get a sufficient amount. And People will ask us for things, but most of the time, most of the time, um, these are 
ideas rather than sort of like a genuine thing that anybody wants to do. Um, so we recently had requests, which without going into too much detail, because I don't want to betray the, the requests that people actually made, um, you know, they're asking for kind of like aliens, um, you know, nobody asks for animals, which I think is a good thing, because I think that's that would probably fall into bestiality laws in the UK. Um, but, you know, I think aliens might might get away with it, you know, and, I th- you know, you've got like things like Avatar and stuff where people and, and blue is a blue is a good color, you know, maybe that's going to become the for the, the, the nominated color for aliens as we go forward um but yeah some people looking for aliens uh i had one request of somebody asking me to do um recreate the the sister uh, which was a bit strange we were kind of like well it's probably possible but i, I don't think you want to go down that that route you know i think you want to you want to maybe uh maybe talk to somebody about that you know that that would probably be a, a better way of uh, dealing with that um other than that, no, no sort of specific requests. Just things like so. Sometimes people have designed uh, avatars or video game characters, and maybe you're playing a game and you're using that a lot. And some people kind of uh, create have a bit of a relationship with that character. Uh, we've had that where people have sent us their avatars and characters and said, you know, they would like that. And again, um, once we've mentioned things like pricing and things, because you're not going to get um, the factory isn't going to design your custom uh, brand new doll for the same price as a one that they're going to put out for the mass market um, because if you know the, the, your exact desire um, is probably just your exact desire you know how many other people will um, have the same one so how many times they can resell that doll on is probably a small number um, so there has to be an increase in charge in that and it's got to cost a little bit more to you know to get an artist to design it and uh, craft it and you know they will carve it out of um, like sort of plastic kind of thing and and you know the, uh, that will take a long period of time and they'll match it to the picture and then from then they've got to create the mold and things you know they've got to store it and you know how how many more times will they sell that so the point is once we mention that you know look there, there is going to be a higher cost involved for this um once that's said then we tend to find people don't really take it any further um so for us in general um, strange in quotation marks strange ideas um, they don't seem to pan out you know and I think the majority of people um, in the sextile market probably just want a fairly fa- well a fairly normal but also a fantasy kind of a fantasy kind of doll and and the last thing that was mentioned was the was the weight of the dolls. Uh, when we first started the business, you know, like a heavy doll was considered around about 30 kilos. Um, but now we've got dolls going all the way up to 60 and 70 kilos. Now, bear in mind that a, um, an average man in the workplace is, um, you know, a maximum suggested carrying weight is about 25 kilos, which is pretty heavy. Um, you know, the, the average doll is probably a bit heavier than that now, you know. So in general, the dolls that we sell are quite heavy um so there's a few things one your your skill in maneuver in moving them and your sort of deadlift strength does increase over time so that you can carry them around um, but two if you're going for one of the heavier dolls then then the idea is is probably not that you're going to carry it from room to room with you you know so if you go to the bathroom to brush your teeth you're not going to carry the doll with you and then carry it to breakfast and then put it in the chair and then later at night carry it up to the bedroom and things like that you know it's it's probably with with some of these heavier dolls you're going to 
situate them in a, in a single place, which will be maybe the bedroom, or some people will want them on the chair watching TV with them. Um, there, there, there was a lot of talk um, about a reduction in weight for these dolls, and I think it is something that's on the horizon. Um, you know how how they'll how the factory will go about that. You know, will it be in terms of foam core cores? Um, will it be uh, lighter skeletons, that kind of thing? So, will technological advancements bring this in? I mean, certainly, if we get to the robot stage and they're walking themselves, then weight might well. Might not be an issue, except if they're sitting on top of you, you know, if you're doing uh, something along those lines. Um, but yeah, I mean, th there are some dolls on the market which are like very light and they're kind of foam dolls. Um, we looked at these when they first came out, but to be fair, I'm, I'm not so sure the mileage is there because to me, they're more just of an advanced um, blow up doll. Uh, so, you, you know, it's, you know, who, you know, maybe somebody's successfully selling these things, but it's, it's, it's something we looked at and it would solve a lot of problems but to be fair i think going for the heavier doll around the 30 40 kilo marks say 30 30 kilos if you're new to the industry i think that is probably the experience itself is so much better than than getting a lighter doll uh so that's about it that those were um all of the questions and things that we had so again if you've got any feedback on this uh if you know if you if you think there's some good points if you think there's some bad points um l let me know and i'll try and incorporate those in there because um, to begin with we certainly got a um a, a small sort of uh, lis listening number i think we're we're um you know we're probably only going to rate a few hundred or maybe if we're lucky a few thousand um, listens for the first few uh, episodes um, so you know you if you if you've got any feedback and you want to send it through there's there's a high chance that we're going to come back to you and, and feature that in the in the next podcast um, okay guys so um, yeah have a good day